Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I always know when to come in because the little kind of thing starts. Mm. So Luke and Pete Shop. <laughs> Hello everyone. How's your week going? All right. It's Thursday, isn't it, feels baby? Quite, feels quite weird to be with you on a Thursday. I know. Um, but I like that we are hopefully um, just distracting people from their annoying or boring, particularly long commute with, <laughs> with 25 or 30 minutes or so of nonsense. If, if you're stuck on Southern... Oh, God. Enjoy a bit of Luke and Pete Shaw. So, the, Southern has been an absolute bane of my life since I've lived where I live. It's terrible, man. I, have to, I, I get to the point now where I com- just completely avoid it. What, how, do you, how do you get in, then? So, my, my, the quickest way... Stroll to Brixton. The quickest way we get in would be to, to get the train from West Norwood into Victoria, mm-hmm. uh, which, to be, to be absolutely clear, I did do this morning, and mm. it was okay. Um, but generally, I'll just get the bus to Brixton and then go up on the Victoria line on the way back. I'll, I'll, le- I'll just go past Victoria and go to Brixton. The annoying thing in is, um, I know, boring commuter chat, the annoying thing is that you're not really sure. You might be able to get on a train, but you're not really sure whether it's just going to stop or just do something. And yeah. it's like, uh, I just wish like you could get out of your house and if the clouds were a funny colour, you go, I'm going to walk to work yeah. and it's going to so be quicker. Know. So you'd know. I think it would be certainly would be better if they would at least make an effort to send people notifications like text messages and stuff like that. Because mm. um, obviously, the way we work now, we we have we have freedom over where we when we want to record and what we want to do, and we don't have to come in at seven in the morning. Um, but when I used to have to do that, geez, sometimes you couldn't even get on the train. Oh yeah, I, I, when I used to live in Homerton, trying to get into uh, God, where did that train come into? It's Harry, isn't it? Wasn't it? Um, it's just they just put on two carriages for like, and you just be squished. It's yeah. like the Japanese metro, and not as many people by tenfold. Have you experienced the Japanese metro? No, I haven't actually, because weirdly enough, I'm not up at seven o'clock. No, but you didn't just. I'm actually still pissed at seven o'clock. <laughs> you, you, you're yeah, coming yeah. home, right? Yeah, I'm coming back. Yeah, Can't, exactly. You, you never thought just to get up and have a look and see what it's like. Well, it'd just be miserable, wouldn't it? 
it'd be like, do you remember when Tom Green did the uh, Monkey Subway Hour, where he was just um, he was just in the middle of like the Japanese Metro, just lying on the floor and people just climbing over him and oh, stuff. God. Incredibly disrespectful, but very funny when you're a teenager. Probably quite dangerous as well. I interviewed Tom Green. Another interview story. I interviewed Tom Green quite recently, and uh, he had quite an interesting time. You know, he lost a testicle to cancer. He um, went out with uh, God. Who was he married to? Is it Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And so I don't know why I know that. So he spends all of his time just kind of even in 2017 2018 um like paparazzi will follow him around and just shout hey how's drew how's drew barrymore so like imagine if you have a relationship earlier in your life that lasts maybe yeah maybe two years mm. being reminded of that every single time you leave the house or you're in they were a probably only married people... for about a year anyway weren't they? yeah it was so weird so weird and then they just fell out with each other and stopped but uh what's yeah. he doing now pete he's doing uh, a lot of stand-up a lot of vegas shows things like that are you a fan uh, not particularly, but he just seemed like a particularly affable chap. Quite a nice, quite a nice bloke. Um, on the Japanese commute thing, for mm. those who haven't seen it, we're talking about. Do they, don't they actually employ people with white gloves to push just people? Push on the people train? on. Is, on that, the is train. that actually true? They yeah, do and also um, you get on the Japanese metro, you have um, carriages that women uh, and children are allowed in. Uh, only uh, exclusively okay. because of the shikan, which is uh, the word for pervert, I believe. <laughs> Uh, Shikan! If you hear somebody go, Shikan! Or hentai! You learned that one early, didn't you? <laughs> People were just saying it, Luke, and I had to find out what it meant. <laughs> well, but, there was uh, talk of doing but that if in you London. can't, there was talk about yeah. doing that in London, you sort of go, I'm sort of torn between get your shit together, world. Mm. Like, if you have to have women only carriages, Maybe we cut this off at the fucking source and allow women to, uh, you know, just live a normal life. But then I sort of think, well, yeah. That's never going to happen. So let's just well, let's just solve it. Or until we get into a position where that can happen. Yeah, then, it's, yeah. It's just who weird. Knows? Who, who the last? But they do that in Japan, do they? They do that in Japan, and it's yeah. not really seen as controversial or anything like that. No, a lot of st- weird stuff. Stuff is not seen as uh, like controversial. What? Well, just any any kind of situation, I guess, in Japan. I, is kind I, of, oh, that's interesting. How you've done that? I particularly <laughs> found. I mean, I know we'll probably come on to talk about this in in, in future weeks when you because I know you're about to start a new show. Um, not in a podcast in my life, Luke. Yeah, I know. Yeah based around uh, Japan, but I, when you were asking me to, to look into it with you and help you, whatever, I I, I, um, I, saw, I, I watched a video and, and found out like 10 or 12 things that you never knew about Japan. And one of the things that was actually surprising to me was um, that it's not the done thing to walk down the street eating. Mm. And, and I understand. So when, you, don't, you don't eat on the tube. You don't really drink on the tube either, unless it's water. But so, so when one of the other things that was was mentioned was that oh, Japanese culture isn't is so obedient that they don't cross mm. the road when it's not a green man, even yeah. when there's no traffic. And I get that; I completely yeah. understand how that would come to pass. But the walking down the road eating thing, what I mean, I don't really know, understand why that's even. Well, bearing in mind, it's a very itself. work 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 based kind of culture as well. But weirdly, like people drink on the streets, people drink booze on the streets. You can drink booze on the streets. Um, we you can't smoke on the street. But you can smoke in restaurants, you can smoke in bars. There are sort of like various... It's what we have now. It's so strange. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. very strange. Like, there are parts of the street you can smoke, I believe, and there's little kind of um, little booths at the side of the thing. But, yeah, it's, it's, there we so go. it's fascinating. That's why I keep going back. It's fascinating. So what's strange. A, what else has been going on since Monday? Uh, well, since Monday? well, we spoke about... What did we speak about last week? We spoke about, a lot about uh, old animals. 
Yeah. Did I ever tell you that story about the old tortoise, the old two tortoises that lived together in the zoo? Um, well, you when, I, when I, I used to work at a zoo for a year, uh, making a CD-ROM, and I'm sure it's come up at, <laughs> uh, on the Luke and Pete show before. Yeah, uh, it's a great job. It's such I, a 90s job. <laughs> it is, yeah. Is that, like, a year making one CD-ROM. Didn't make it in the end. <laughs> didn't actually make it. I just spent my time um, just hanging out with the gibbons because uh, they're my favourite primates. But what I like about it is that like I, I, you know, I, I gamed the system in that I didn't make the thing that I was supposed to be doing. I was just a lazy gamed boy. Gamed the system. La- I was a lazy, a lazy boy, prick. Lazy prick who, yeah. you know, mugged off a, a, an educational department in the zoo. Probably, probably a registered charity as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's where the uh, PG tips um, uh, chimpanzees came from. Yeah, I don't agree with that. <laughs> no, well, I don't want go. to see them move exactly. the so, into a house. <laughs> I, do. They do, I do. It was brilliant. That's the thing. I do sort of want to see it, but a, I know I shouldn't see it. A chimpanzee in a flat cap. Come on, you having that? I'm speaking of that before. Before. As you know, you go ahead. Now, don't well, let me forget. Well, basically, the um, yeah, and even if I offered now to make them a CD-ROM, they wouldn't want it. So, hmm. who's won? Yeah, true. <laughs> I made something that would have lasted about a year. Oh, I thought about finishing it, but I realised they're completely obsolete now. So I'm doing you a favour. <laughs> exactly. Uh, move on, guys. Yeah. Um, uh, so these two t- uh, tortoises lived together. They were like 80, 90, bloody old tortoises. Um, and one morning, <laughs> one morning, uh, one of them chewed off the head of the other one. You're joking. Chewed it off completely. And it just it was just it was like the head of an umbrella in the in the paddock apparently. It's just it lived together they'd lived together that for like is fifty outrageous. years. Fifty years and suddenly one morning I'm gonna eat your head off. That is ridiculous. Just that bit is, his head off. That is horrific. <laughs> it was horrific. I don't know if I've ever heard a story worse than that. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? Like you after all that time. I'm gonna bite your head off, mate, you prick. Um the only thing I can think of roughly comparable to that that's nowhere near as bad is a friend of mine... It's when we get to episode 70. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be me in your head, pal. Um, we, a friend of mine went on holiday and forgot to feed his gerbils. Oh, right, yeah. he got back one of the, the other one. Jeez, like uh, fish. Uh, that happens a lot. Gerbils eat... I remember having a, a few gerbils and they eat their young quite a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, Not great, is it? But I don't want to eat anything that comes out of me. No. No. Not, Do not, I? Not really. Nah. No. The, the, the chimp thing... Um, you do realise it won't be you giving birth to the baby. Second, it won't be you giving birth to a baby when you finally have. No, but if I was a, no, well, it was the mum that did it. So right, if I was, okay. a, yeah, yeah, I think that's fairly common in the animal kingdom, isn't it? Mm. Well, not common, but not unheard of. Mm. But on on the chimps thing, um, I don't know if you saw. I have to bring it in, but there's a really really good article in New Scientist this mm. month about um, a guy whose job he's like a uh, he's an archaeologist, but he only searches the archaeology of animals using tools. Right, okay. So instead of going and finding when, you know, say like Stone Age man has, has left tool, whatever, it's only specifically animals. Right. And the, and, and the reason it was in, in New Scientist was because it appears to be a lot more widespread mm. than people realise. And then, then, then they're now talking about how that affects... Um, evolution mm. and, and different branches of the animal of the um, of the t- uh, tree of life, whatever you want. to Like call simians it. using like rocks to yeah. open shells, yeah. and also um, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> nuts and and uh, sticks to get termites out of mounds. Yeah, all oh, that kind of stuff. But but it was all it, to the point where it's happened completely um, separately. So that, so they, they they this guy would find things like um, he would find loads of really flat faced rocks, mm. which he then later found out. Uh, certain types of primate were using as anvils to mm. smash things on mm. and they would carry them with them they would take them with them and stuff 
Amazing. Yeah, it's quite it? interesting. Yeah, that's just reminded amazing. me of it. So it's not quite the level of, of a chimp bringing a, a grand piano up a staircase. No, but dressed they, as, as, an, they, dressed as um, an old seventies man. Yeah, the guy from um, Love Thy Neighbor. What's his name? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. No, it's a Death of Part. Alf Garnet. Alf Garnet. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Love Thy Neighbors. Have you ever seen it? Love Thy Terrible. Ve- so bad. Like so bad. It's not. It, uh, it's irreprehensible. The, jo- the jocks aren't there either. No. Like, well, it's, it's a really ju- poor man's ITV version of the Death of Stu Park, right? Yeah. Oh, my days. Just really bad, incredible. yeah. Incredible. Like, if you watch... I think if even if you watched that back then, you'd think that was shocking. Just shocking. When was it? Like, 70s? Yeah. Like, they had... They have... They use the W word quite a lot, which you don't really hear anymore. No. And it's just kind of like... That's the only joke he had in the yeah. writer. I'd love to. I'd love to know who the writer was on that because I can't imagine he works again like anymore. But the, so, wow! So, the only the only experience I've got of it is um, someone sent a YouTube compilation saying, mm. "Look how shocking this is," and it was genuinely shocking. <laughs> and those of you who are listening who aren't based in the UK, it's just a horrendously racist seventy uh, sitcom we're talking about there. Mm. Which which was not, eighth, which not was, that even British people know about it nowadays. No, exactly. But it was also copying and even. Another racist sitcom. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like the guys at ITV went, well, that racist sitcom, the BBC's doing really well. We need <laughs> to get they, one of them. What do they like about it? Do they like the, uh, um, you know, the, 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 writing. Uh, the, the, the writing, the lovely half guy, or, or do they like the W word? Yeah, yeah let's use the use W that, word. Yeah, take yeah, that yeah. as a takeaway. Um, moving swiftly on, Pete, should we do uh, a few emails? Yes, let's do that. Do you want the uh, jingle? The, like, let's, do the, let's do the bloody jingle then. Fine, fine. I'll have to turn this up, Warner. Keep talking. Okay, um, Pete's going to try and find the jingle now. Yeah. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? 
Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. You are the only man I know who takes favourite jingles from different shows and just plays them on all of them. I don't like care. Them so well, this was originally for the Luke and Pete show because you wanted to do a feature called Very Good and Very Bad. Uh, and yeah. that was the very good bit that I was going to use. I wanted to do something called Overrated Underrated, yeah. where listeners send us in things and we say whether they're overrated or underrated or not. You didn't want to do it. But no, I just thought it sounded like bad stand-up. What about those airline peanuts? Yeah, we are. I mean, we are essentially bad stand-ups. Just sat down in the studio. <laughs> well, let the people jokes. Let the people judge. Hello right. at the Luke and Pete show. Luke, the Luke and Pete. Hello show? at Luke and Pete show. Why have I put a that in there? I don't know. Hello at Luke and Pete show. Dot com. Yeah. Uh, tell us something that's underrated and also overrated. Do you know what's underrated? People looking clothes are fucking door properly. Yeah. People, I can't stand people who walk through a door that they've opened themselves and they just let it slam. It's like people in the gym who just throw the weights on the floor. Yeah. It's like, if you can pick it up, mate, you can put, put it, it down, down. buddy. Uh, that's underrated, then. People that's are underrated. Actually, people people are can... actually, yeah. Okay. All Treat right. a door properly with the respect it deserves. A good start. Maybe <laughs> people arrogant. can come into theirs. Arrogant. I hate arrogant people. Um, speaking of this, though, when I, when I talked about that, and I guess that, that is a radio feature, we were talking about it. <laughs> And you were talking about someone, I won't name the people involved, so don't worry, but you were talking about someone who is producing a quite well-known presenter at the moment. A beloved national treasure, you might say. Yeah, I would say mm. so, yeah. And this made me laugh so much when I heard it. You said that his snack of choice when he's on air is a hot orange. Not when he's, <laughs> not when he's on air, not when he's on air, Luke, in his private life. Okay, that he right. gets cooked by the help. He doesn't a hot cook, orange? He doesn't cook it himself. You, now, you, you're probably thinking at home... A hot orange? Yeah, that's quite nice. Some warm orange juice? No, no. He gets an orange, or rather his maid gets an orange, puts it in a microwave until it's hot. <laughs> and Mark only... Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, mystery uh, man number two uh, uh, only knew this because he, uh, this National Treasure's son also works on the same thing. And The net is closing in. <laughs> I've been watching now uh, the Netflix series Unabomber, yeah. and it's like I'm dropping so many hints here. Pete, chuck out a <laughs> chuck out a, someone famous who it isn't. And yeah, people off the scent. David Bowie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 like, so he's going. You, I can't do the accent. I started doing the accent. Don't do the accent. No, you know what I really like. I'm accidentally doing the accent. You know what I really like. I really like a hot orange, <laughs> um, and I, I. This is how I make it. I put. The orange in the microwave and heat it, and then I eat the hot orange, right? And everyone's gone, that's a bit weird. And then the man's son basically went, You don't do it yourself. Karen does it. Yeah. Like the maid does it. Not a real name. Not a real we name. Narrow it down. No, narrow it down. I would um, like to know if there's, because my concern when I heard this after I finished, finished laughing about how just delightfully Alan Partridge it is, is 
Because when you put something in the microwave, I always, if, if I'm cling film on something, I'll pop a couple of holes in it. Right, yeah. Do you reckon it has to put a hole in the orange to oh, stop it exploding? No, because it, no, you, you, it can breathe, surely. It's probably a perfect semi-permeable uh, membrane, yeah. the, old, uh, the old orange skin. There we go. Anyway, any more, uh, any, any advances on a hot orange, <laughs> do get in touch. Hello at lukeandpeatshow.com. Do, do you have anything strange that you sort of prepare in, prepare in, a, in a microwave? Have you got like a bespoke dish? I used to have, uh, I used to just get a block of cheddar. I know you did, yeah, the, this is put awful. It, put it in a cup, put it in a microwave, cook it, um, and then the oil would kind of rise to the top, and I could just pour that off. So in in, in many ways, I was Pour making that, that I was making that entire <laughs> cup of uh, of hot cheddar yeah. healthier. I was just having the rennet. A cup of hot cheddar. Cup of um, hot you can cheddar. make chocolate cake in the microwave. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah in, in a mug. Disgusting microwave, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be any good. Ugh. But um, until until you, people do get in touch with their advances on a hot orange, hot orange, we're going to have to make do with these emails. Um, I thought I'd start with this very quick one from Ewan Burns, a beautifully uh, Scottish name. Yeah. He says, uh, "Hello, um, a recent show made me wonder if it would be good to ask people to email in phrases." that sound bizarre when taken out of context. My inspiration for this was Luke saying, you can't use a metal straw in a cat's urethra. <laughs> Good point. Which is true. I yeah. mean, we must have been talking about the acupuncture in cat mm. um, at that point. Um, I think this show would probably be particularly good for taking sentences out of context, particularly your sentences, Pete. Mm. So I thought I'd start with that. Um, have you got an email? Do you want me to do the Stubbington Study Centre one that I forgot to do last week? Um, I've got one about the uh, Camelot theme park in uh, Charlie. Uh, oh great! Dan okay, Wainwright, yeah. very twenty-eight days later, I'm enjoying this immensely. Okay, um, he was enjoying the chat about the ambitious but ultimately rubbish Wonderland theme park story uh, from a few shows ago. Uh, I want to tell you about a um, a similar situation: um, uh, the Camelot theme park in Charlie, once a site attracting half a million visitors a year, its popularity really? declined and eventually went out of business due to various uh, changes of ownership and seemingly lack of investment. But what's quite cool about it? And a lot of your listeners may have seen it. The main nightmare roller coaster structure is still standing, and you can see it from the M6 motorway. Um, it's got the full story on this link. Um, basically, um, it was an old reservoir that was drained, and it now has some, uh, like, it's just completely gone to ruin. And it kind of uh, it looks like a UK version of that haunting fairground at Chernobyl. You see, any yeah. video game set in Eastern Europe after a nuclear blast, yeah. they always have a scene on the fairground with the uh, the Big Dipper and the uh, and the old uh, the old uh, the old fairground in that um, basically it, it looks like that but I think, without I think massive radiation. There's something very very spooky about seeing an abandoned fairground. Abandoned fairgrounds, abandoned asylums, abandoned hospitals. Yeah, just anything that had a function. Um, but is... have you seen? There's a there's a, a really good photo journal. I forget where I saw it. I have to try and Google it. Of a guy who's gone around photographing abandoned Olympic sites. Oh, nice! So the way that there's been no, so the idea being there's been absolutely no legacy for so many of these different yeah. Olympic venues. But we get sold this lie every time, don't we? Whenever there's a we, well, personally. we. <laughs> I'm not paying we, for it again. I've get, been sold a lie. We get told that stadiums kind of make a lot of money for the for the area. They yeah. empirically don't. They just yeah. don't. Yeah, I mean, there's a book by Simon Cooper, the FT uh, guy, who does a lot of good stuff on sport and football, talking about how um, it's, it's essentially a lie that a stadium mm. in a new place is going to bring a load yeah. of uh, economic benefits when it just doesn't. But this this particular photo journey is pretty spooky because it's got things like, um, for example, an, an empty Olympic swimming pool just covered in weeds and moss. Yeah. And, you know, Olympic swimming pools are massive. I know it's a ridiculous thing to say, but if you go to the local gym and go to the swimming pool... They're hardly ever Olympic size. Mm. The Olympic size ones are twice as big 
as the ones you see. They're, they're, ma- they're massive. Mm. And to see one abandoned covered in weeds is really, really spooky. There's a big swimming pool in a university in America. I could not tell you which one it is, but they've just basically used it as storage, so they just throw old desks in it. So it's full to the brim of old desks and chairs and old bits of equipment. Right. And it looks so bizarre. I bet. It looks like someone's gone mad with a mod for Skyrim and they've um, spawned like a million apples and put them all in a, in a hill. Imagine what like an alien civilization would think if they came down and saw that. Like, well, that's how they store chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Olympic size swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, but Very the, good. But the, the pictures are incredible. There's a beautiful. I, I mean, I love anything abandoned anyway. I think we've spoken uh, to great length about what, your, uh, own, your uh, own soul. My heart abandoned um, uh, tube stations that I absolutely love. Um, but there's a beautiful image in these uh, in this collection of. Uh, of uh, theme park images where someone's propped up a sign saying the nightmare ride is closed for maintenance and obviously you know it closed yeah, some years, before. years ago yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you check out I think there's a website dedicated to it that uh, Dan Wainwright uh, not, uh, has basically pointed out uh, 28dayslater.co.uk I hope um, they've been to Mr Bob- Lobbyland because that's another great um, uh, fairground that shut down and it's just this kind of broken I think probably Vi- some kids from Vice probably went in there and filmed it recently but it's an old Mr Blobbyland Is it in Crinkly um, Bottom? Yeah. <laughs> well I imagine <laughs> There'll be a crinkly bottom uh, situation there. <laughs> I imagine there situation. will, as, yeah. there, as there often is. Maybe the bottom wasn't even crinkly before. Now it has because of disrepair. Um, what about this then from Callum? Um, I trailed this last week and I talked about it the week before. Stubbington mm. Study Centre, which is a place where um, your sort of junior school kids would go for like an educational trip away. It was very exciting because um, you'd be away from your parents at the age of about 11. So mm. it, was, it was pretty cool. But I didn't get to go. I actually asked my mum about it. I messaged her saying, um, why weren't we able to go to Stubbington Study Centre? The Not... SS, Mum, why? S- SSC, SSC, actually. <laughs> and Because uh, I thought it was the year ahead of us were misbehaving so badly there that they didn't have us back. Mm. But my mum thinks... It's, it's been a plot twist here. Right. My mum thinks that um, it was because they were having a refurb. Um, so... <laughs> It's not not even as that, interesting as that. that. Yeah, that is quite um, dull. Anyway, this is from Callum, and hopefully isn't as dull as that. He says, while listening to your show, uh, Luke helped to transport me back to my school days with his tales on Stubbington Study Centre. Since he wasn't lucky enough to go there himself, I thought I'd fill him in on one of the experiences I had while visiting the centre and spying on badges, etc. So that's what you could do. Cool. Um, he said, I was only a wee lad at school in Basingstoke, which really is just down the road. Uh, also in Hampshire. He says, The penultimate night of our stay was a night that we were all fully aware of before we travelled down, as it was a night known as Stubbington Scare Night. This is right up your street, Donny. A night when the teachers decided to dress up as ghosts, werewolves and witches and proceeded to scare us shitless as we went on an imaginary ghost hunt around the woodland site. Would that be allowed now? Uh, No. God, no. He said, looking Who back knows on what's it, in the in the woodland. Well, exactly. He said, looking back on it now, it's probably one of the weirdest school activities we carried out. But it was all made worthwhile when I witnessed my mate Johnny sprinting down the hill as he, bu- he had bumped into a vampire slash math teacher, only to go arse over tit as he slipped and proceeded to fall in a huge pile of dog shit. Days of my youth, <laughs> I will always look back on him with fondness. Thanks, Callum. Isn't that terrible that like back in the day, kids used to sort of be able to run around and just sort of do what they want, and now there's so fewer instances of dog shit. They're not allowed outside because of peds. Yeah. It's depressing. And, and, and I know this is something that older people say, and I, I hate the cliche aspect of it, 
and I hate that I'm probably wrong in some way that I can't fathom how. But I go the way that my hometown set out. I go past where I used to live, mm. where I spent the lion's share of my childhood, mm. quite a lot. Yeah, and it's on foot or when I'm running, mm. and I run down the street that I used to live on and the back alleyway around the back of it mm. and the the park near there. And there is never anyone there. Never. Not a single human being to be seen outside. <laughs> right. But when I was a kid, it was full of people. So there right. genuinely is something in there. I don't know okay. what it is, but there's, genu- there's people still living there. There's cars at the houses, everything like that. Yeah. But people just do not go outside. Do you, is it the same way you went? Internet. Uh, I think all... Th- no, two of my houses have been demolished. <laughs> so right, okay. there's nothing there, really. A bit like the Rose Fred West thing. <laughs> Ah, get it knocked down. <laughs> yeah. The Fritzel cellar. Get it knocked down. Yeah. Fill it in. Fill it with con- concrete. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Why were they knocked down? Are you going to tell us? Say again. Why were they actually demolished? Uh, the, to make new houses, but I think a couple of them haven't been built yet. A lot of speculation in Hartlepool. They just put houses up and go, ah, someone's going to buy them, even though you can still buy a house for like 10 grand in Hartlepool. Can you really? Yeah, you really can. Did your mum did your mom's and dad send you updates um, about what's going on in the town and stuff? Oh, uh, yeah, only if um, someone's died. Uh, we had the the main field director in town was arrested for um, uh, sexually abusing a boy um, oh, quite recently. Funeral um, director, you yeah, right. he was uh, he was uh, a big fixture in the town. Um, yeah, just stuff like that, really. Just, and the, just the sad things, and also the plight of Hartlepool United Football Club. Yeah, well, that's that's something that unites us all. <laughs> Pete, what, um, what's the progress on you inviting your dad on holiday with you? Because we had a bit of take up on that. People were enjoying enjoying that story. Um, I he said. Your mum will want to go on holiday as well. And I said, no, she won't. She's never getting on a plane. You're just using that as an excuse. And he replied, that is very rude about your mother. I'm turning my phone off now. The phone's in the pocket. I'm going, how is the phone in the pocket if you'll text me then, Dad? Yeah. And then I called him a tart. I think you'd have a lovely time. Yeah. <laughs> dad, my dad loves a flounce, honestly. Oh my like, God. We both love a flounce, but he's the expert. He sounds it. like a right old diva. My thing is, what time did you text him? Because he's probably sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but you hate the things in your parents that you see in yourself, isn't it, really? It's just yeah. kind of like the emotional um, silliness that I, I don't really necessarily respect in myself. I see my dad I and I go, oh, piss off, yeah, Dad. I don't know where you get it from. Uh, one more email, I think. Um, do you want to do it or shall I do it? It's you do it. Okay, it's from Richard Cook. He says, um, hello, I cannot find proof for this, so you'll have to take my word for it. Um, the amount of emails we get like that. Um, but our cat Smokey lived till he was 22. That's an old cat. He even got a birthday advert in the local newspaper when he turned 21. <laughs> he was a very happy cat because he ate at six different houses and talking about him reminds me of the time an elderly lady saw him in the gutter with his legs in the air. She thought he'd been run over, but when we got out there, it turned out he was sunbathing. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Cook from the, the West... Listen, Richard to... Cook's from the Western Isles in Scotland. Richard, tell us more about your home on the Western Isles of Scotland. What nice. island is it? What's it like? Do you see ducks? I love the Western Isles. Are there ducks up there? They probably are, Pete, yeah. Is it the Western Isles has got um, palm trees? There's always that fact that sort of, because of the we- a weird gulf stream. Can you get a gulf stream up there? Some Maybe Richard of... can tell us all this. Yeah. Do you get yeah. palm trees in the, on the west coast of Scotland somewhere? This is like um, presenting with a random word generator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, palm tree, gulf stream. Vanilla. Yeah. Donald Pineapples. Trump. Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Did, you see Donald, did you see Donald Trump's hair get blown off? Oh, it was like all in one big slab, isn't it? Yeah, it looked very odd. Because I remember the bloke who does similar kind of hair um, work basically exposed why he does that. It's this weird kind of hook, kind of Velcro system they've got, like the way his normal hair's been woven uh, with some extra stuff. Is this what Donald's got, is it? Yeah, yeah. So so they they, they sort of use his hair as a hook, and it's just just a really antiquated way of doing things. Get a syrup. 
Just get a bloody syrup. He's gone, he's gone too far down one lane now and just, he can't escape. But everything about Donald Trump is quite 80s, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm not surprised that he's got an, a 1980s sort of technique to hair. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the least surprising thing I've ever heard about <laughs> Donald Trump. It's really space age. Anyway, oh. there is a rule that um, we've got, you and I, Peter, an unwritten rule which we talked about, that the moment we start talking about uh, US President Donald Trump's hair mm. is a time to get out of it. Yeah, let's get out of it. We've got to go. Yeah, it's been fun. We'll uh, see you on Monday. We'll see you on Monday. Get in touch. Uh, hello at uh, LukeandPeteShow.com. Not the LukeandPeteShow.com, Pete, you idiot. Have a lovely weekend, everyone. Yeah. It's Friday tomorrow. Enjoy Don't do it. anything I wouldn't do. Well, that doesn't rule out anything at all. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>